You are listening to the voice of the people, Larry Legend, and this is the latest edition of Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest pro wrestling podcast in the world. Mark it out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It is episode 161. It's me. It's me. It's a D-A-V-E. That is right, Dave. The rave that all the ladies crave. And I am here with... The man, the myth, the legend. Do not try to cuddle with him, Biggie, because this guy is just too sour to be sweet. That is right. B to the G. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome, as always. Uh, I'm assuming in your little spiel you said you could follow me at BTTG161 on Twitter. Did and you? I did not. I left that out. I figured we'll cover that now. Because it's episode 161. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave the, uh, Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Uh, thank you all for tuning in for the new episode of Marking Out. And let's kick things off with some questions and comments on the website. Yeah, well, I like to call it fan questions and comments. Dave says questions and comments on the website. But what are you going to do? I don't know why you're wearing a hood inside. Alright, want to start things off? Let's start it off with Jasmine. Hey guys, great show this week. Thank you for answering my question about Adam Rose. I do agree that Leo Kruger should have stayed as Leo Kruger because he does a great job portraying it. I guess we'll have to see how this, how his Adam Rose character goes. So this week, I'm really curious to hear your opinions on the opening segment of Raw. Apparently, Punk wasn't originally written into the script and was added just a few days before. I don't know if it's true or not, but I did like how Heyman played his part. I don't want, I don't uh I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the whole segment. Thanks again. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you do at Reverse Adam Saj. Thank you very much. We're definitely going to talk more about Adam Rose because this week we saw the debut of him and uh next week when you do leave, leave your comment, leave uh, your comment about Adam Rose. Let me know what you're thinking about him. And his uh, debut. Um, you want to talk about everything now with Punk? We'll talk well, about it like later. We'll, we'll speak about it a little later. Yeah, we'll talk about all that uh, a little bit later. Up next, we have a comment question from Aaron. Hey guys, tremendous episode as always. I feel stupid doing that now. Hey yeah. guys, whatever. Yeah. Hey guys, tremendous episode as always. I've run into a bit of a problem. I bought the WWE Network and plan to keep it for some time unless the price gets insanely high, which I doubt it'll get past 15 bucks or around that area. What? I'm just going to quickly add in there. Apparently, they were doing some uh, questionnaires, questionnaires, whatever you want to call them, about the price of uh, the network, saying that if they raised it to like... I did take that. Yeah, if they raised it to $12 or 13 would you still continue paying? I clicked no for so, everything. Yeah. So, all right, but continue, sorry. Uh, but since I have the network, I was wondering what I should do with my wrestling DVDs. 
I have a collection of over 100 wrestling DVDs from WWE, TNA, and some indie shows that I've attended. I'm assuming a lot of wrestling fans might be going through the same problem, because I don't know if I should stop buying DVDs or even sell my collection away. I was wondering if either of you have a collection of wrestling DVDs and what you're doing with them. How many DVDs do you have? Um, you want to go with that one? Well, how many Brandon? DVDs do you yeah. have, Dave? Yeah, me, I could probably <laughs> count them right now. I probably have like four of them and three of them. Actually, I probably have like eight and three of them were given either from Brandon or uh, Jay Silva. Uh, the only, <laughs> I think the only DVD that I actually bought was one of the PWS events. I don't really recall any other which that I actually bought. So, well, first of all, let me say, don't throw out your DVDs. Yeah, keep them, keep them around because they're still collectible items. And I they're mean, not collectible. Don't well, I think, collectible. I think when they're you still, get older, they're no, going to no. be... The DVDs, the WWE Networks, I don't think it's going to be there all the time. And you don't know what they're going to take away. You don't know what they're going to add, so... Yeah, I wouldn't get that. Get them, uh, give them away too quickly. My, uh, my DVD collection though, it's, uh... I wish I could take a picture of this and send, and post it to the fans just so they understand this one. I would estimate it at around like three or four thousand DVDs. Yeah, no, he's not even joking, that's a sad <laughs> thing. He really does have that many, and that's just his pro wrestling DVDs. No, it's And not. none of them include no, indie shows except for PWS and NYWC probably. ROH, yeah, I don't even ROH isn't really indie, but yeah. I have... I might um, have a TNA DVD. Really? I have a few TNA DVDs. I don't actually. think I think the only DVD I I have I Dragon think I still Gate. Have two I sealed. have Chikara. I have the WCW uh, one that you gave me sealed still, and I have one more still sealed. The only two that I actually have open is like SummerSlam with CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy and the Bret Hart DVD, which I still haven't really gotten through. Yeah, I, I probably have maybe two hundred to three hundred wrestling DVDs, but it's funny because like. I know there's other people out there that when I say I have wrestling DVDs, predominantly it's all WWE, so it's like people get pissed off, like, how do you not have PWG? How do you not have this or that? It's like, eh, whatever. Some, I have one Chikara, I don't need more. Well, some people are just not into uh, the same as everybody else. Everybody has different tastes. Yeah. I mean, in the Chikara that like you... chocolate. Other people like vanilla. The Chikara that like you do have is the one that you attended yourself, right? Yeah, that's what I only yeah. buy. I try to buy, same thing with concert DVDs too. I only try to buy things that I've attended. Um, the only, for PWS wise, the only PWS that I don't have, or that I do have that I didn't attend was night two of Supercard in 2012. Yeah. You know, I just really like the matches. so I'm, I actually, I, I've told you off the air so many times, I don't know if I say it on there. But I cannot sit through a wrestling DVD and actually enjoy it. Like even it, like even if it's, especially if it's an event that I've attended, I can't sit through it and watch it. I could go on YouTube and I could search matches that I've never seen before, or matches like Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, and I could watch that over and over. But I can't actually sit in front of a TV and and sit out uh, for an entire DVD length of uh, matches. Um, so Aaron goes on to say, my second question kind of branches off my first, yeah, off my first. I was wondering what's your favorite pay-per-view or biography to watch on DVD that you never get sick of. I have a few, but my go-to pay-per-view when I want to watch an uh, overall good show is SummerSlam 2002 or Royal Rumble 2002 because I'm self-admittedly a Triple H mark. Thanks again, the number one Brandon Mark, Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at 
Aaron TSM and go to ProWrestlingPowerhouse.com where I've just become a part of their writer, their staff of writers. Cheap plug, LOL. Well, first off, congratulations with, uh, with I guess, becoming one of the staff there. Kudos, kudos. Uh, back to the, the question. I don't really know if I have a favorite pay-per-view or DVD that I really watch. Um, I'm very sporadic with it. Isn't it Girls Gone Wild? Uh, Vixen, wrestling Vixens? <laughs> I don't know. That DVD. Um, Not that I've ever watched that DVD. Then, but uh, some I'm, people that are listening probably listen. Or probably have watched that DVD. And even I really don't know time. if I've ever watched a wrestling DVD more than once. Uh, my favorite DVD that I could probably watch every month. Uh, Rise and Fall of ECW. It's such a well done DVD. I wish there were more ECW wrestlers that weren't in WWE at the time yeah. in it. But it's such a well done DVD. I'm also going to add. Uh, it's not. I haven't seen it on DVD, but I have the VHS Beyond the Mat. That's not, I have it on DVD. that I could. I think that's one of the few that I could actually watch so many times over and over, just because. Come on now, you got Dennis Stamp and Terry Funk. And another DVD that I can watch over and over again probably is the LOD DVD that WWE that, released. That's one that I haven't seen, but I really want to. And I don't think uh, I don't really think I could watch events over and over again. Really, WrestleMania 20, just because I was there. SummerSlam 2002. What are you? Even, but I was there. What's your that, favorite so. events to watch on DVD or documentaries? What's your favorite events? <laughs> yeah, no, tweet us your uh, favorite DVDs or comment, please. Leave us comments. We'll read all of them and share our thoughts on it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be wrestling related, as we'll see later on. There. Um, this one written in from probably not Railroad Rudy. Why isn't Railroad Rudy on the shore? And on the shore on the show more Railroad often. Wrong, by the way. It seems like having the uh, the opinion of an actual professional wrestler would greatly improve your show. And to Aaron, you should back up all those DVDs onto a hard drive and use them as a frisbee for or for skeet shooting. All right, so um, thank you for maybe Railroad Rudy. I, I honestly I didn't know he knew how to use a computer, so I don't think it's him. Yeah, which is why. I mean, he has that Twitter account, but I don't know. Yeah, but we kind of help him out a lot with that to get that started. He, I mean, he doesn't really know how to use the internet too well. Yeah, but um, yeah, we don't have Rudy isn't on the show. It's just time time conflicts. People don't really care about Railroad Rudy anymore. Yeah, he's just kind of taken to his own in Chattanooga, right? He's still in Chattanooga. Yeah, still has a place down there. WWE is going to be there. I wonder if he'll make the drive. No. Be in Memphis. I'm sorry. I wonder if I'm. Yeah, he's still in Chattanooga. He's just were they already in Memphis? I don't or know. Memphis is. I this think week? they're coming up. Coming up. Memphis might be this week. Yeah, but he's he lives a pretty uh, secluded lifestyle uh, lifestyle after, yeah. after like being he's, out there so much on the road. He's fine, just living in his cabin, chopping wood. Yeah, but you know you gotta respect that. And I don't. I disagree with what what uh what what probably not railroad Rudy said about the DVDs. So. No, oh, yeah, don't don't destroy them. Yeah, don't use them for frisbees. <laughs> if you're gonna destroy them, we'll uh, give you a PO box that you could send them to us at. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, don't use it for skeet shooting. This isn't a rap video. <laughs> uh, next, we have a question or comment from Jason Linick. Finally, making my return to the comment section of Marking Out. Ever since I hosted, I lost my smile and had to go back and find it. In regards to WWE Network, I agree with Brandon's comment about not being able to go back and watch an event from where I left off 
uh, if I left in the middle of it. It's annoying and something we totally take for granted on Netflix, etc. Certainly a lot of bugs to fix, but hopefully they can only get better from here. I'm going to just add that I have Dave's that. going to add something right now. Yeah. I, I have that problem with uh, on demand, on Cablevision or whatever you call it, uh, where you have to, where you could watch, uh, where I'll watch either The Following or Walking Dead on demand and I'll pause it and then I'll walk away and I'll come back. And usually you can resume play. You can always. No. Some, you because then, your box check. Because then I'll resume play, but it will restart from the beginning as opposed to where I left off. You need to get your box checked, dude. I don't know. I, mine, I think my box is pretty good. Mine, every one of mine yeah. does that. How and many I boxes just, you got on the side? How many boxes? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Are they old? Seven boxes. Only one of them is old. Do they have, have a little bit of a... I only have one old box in the house. Do they have like a... It's not a DVR a one. A funky smell coming out of him or... No. Sometimes no. I wish I had a newer box down here. But... Yeah, not a little bit fishy smelling? No. What are you talking about? All what right. Since you want some non-wrestling related questions, I figure I could toss a few in there. Number one, Dave, what is your favorite kind of... Be- uh, what kind of beard... <laughs> Wait. What is your favorite kind of beer that you feel confident enough making a recommendation to others to try? Um, personally, I really like uh, anything from Amagang. Uh, I like Who Garden. I'm not, I'm not a dark. I don't like the dark beer. You have to try like, Tonka Ale. Is that right? T- I yeah. You showed me that one. The Tonka Ale. Um, the I usually like the Buffalo because I, in Buffalo, I mean, <laughs> in Lakota, Tonka means Buffalo. Wow. Thanks, buddy. Um, I'm usually, f- I'm not a fan of the dark beer. I like the light beer or... Just tell them the Coors Light. And I'm not a fan of Coors Light. The natty yeah, light but check out Who Garden or something like that. Oh, or you could always go with Stella Atois. Stella is always good. Um, up next, uh, number two, Brandon, where did you go to college and what did you major in? I went to Nassau Community College and I majored in graduating. Thanks for wanting to know where I went to college. Nobody cares about the Oneonta or Red <laughs> uh, State Dragons or whatever you're called. See no wrestling. Keep up the good work, guys. No, it Love says the- it doesn't say see no wrestling. It says see no wrestling. <laughs> see no, no wrestling. <laughs> no. Uh, Love the musical interlude last week. Small town scoundrels were great. Signed off by Jason at Linux on Twitter. Yeah, and thanks again for last week's musical interlude, Small Town Scoundrels. You can follow them on Twitter at Small T Scoundrels. Yeah, I was a big fan of uh, hearing that on the podcast as well. Yeah, definitely check out their uh, music on iTunes, Amazon. For sure. And uh, let's kick this segment off with a little bit of WWE SmackDown. Yeah, this show is going to be heavily induced with WWE. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I would. There, yeah, don't be. I wouldn't. Yeah, All right, like SmackDown. By the way, nice shirt. By the way, where's my goods and beds? Do you have it? Are they in your thing? No. Oh. Is Asshole. this it? Yeah. I'm fucking believable. See, you just cursed first twice. First curse. Why do you get first two, curse? Two. two first two. curse because you're so two incompetent to host a podcast episode 161. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. All right, go on, follow him. All right, where do you want to start? Beds, since we only have one? Yeah, sure. All right, we're going to start off with the beds. AJ defeated Cameron. Yeah, um, to, uh, I mean, she retained her Divas Championship, but how could. Uh, I... How could WWE attempt to even have this match again? How could they try to convince us that Cameron is a 
a contender. It, yeah. She's not. It makes zero sense as to why they would do this. It was terrible the first time. I'd rather see Alicia Fox in the ring instead of Cameron. I mean, and that's saying a lot. I mean, she's improved, but I'd rather... There's so many other people that would be better off in there. Maybe they're putting Cameron in there so they could set up for Naomi. Yeah, I mean, return. obviously Naomi looked like she was going to get that spot. Before that unfortunate incident with her eye What's happened. the uh, recovery process for that? Well, do we know? I think I'm not an optometrist. Well, do you know when she's like, <laughs> You're supposed in the to... field of doctorism. Wait, but do you know when she's supposed to be returning? No, like, I'm you... not a fucking doctor of hers. Right, I'm not well, Dr. J fucking whatever. Well, hopefully we can see... seven times because oh you're asking well, Hopefully question. we can see Cameron, uh, this entire thing, lead off into Naomi making a save and setting up Naomi versus AJ at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Tamina. Yeah, where of, she doesn't get left off for the match yeah. next night on Raw. And I can see Tamina kind of causing a distraction by uh, walking out on yes, AJ. Yes, because we already saw on SmackDown, I believe that happened, where Tamina, something happened. She got banned from the ring. That might have been on main event. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Want to go to the middles? Yeah, let's move. Right. Let's stroll on down. Stroll on down uh, to the middle. That's a good movie. <laughs> I don't. What movie is that? Uh, the Wiz. Ease on down, ease on down the road. Yeah, the Wiz. Oh, well, that's in... I don't... That's with, like, uh, Michael Jackson and a few other people. And Diana Ross. Yeah, yeah, Diana Ross. It was pretty much, like, Wizard of Oz. I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah, it was. Um, I've never seen that. (laughs) I used to watch it. Uh, Batista promo is first on our middles. Uh, He came out, first of all, looking like an 80-year-old from the Bronx. Yeah, he looks just awkward. Um, uh, he spoke about how he didn't come back to get liked by the fans just to be WWE champion. Why did he have to take off his t-shirt? Yeah. Why? Know. You mad, bro? Come on. And, uh, Batista also said that he wanted to know what happened to the attitude, except in my opinion, I think he should have said aggression because he wasn't part of the attitude era. He was part of that ruthless aggression era. That's very true. Um, uh, but luckily then, Dolph Ziggler yes. came out. Sorry to not no, 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 let no. you get anything out. You could speak if you'd like. No, no, I was just... Ziggler came out to a huge ovation to the crowd. Because, I mean, co- come on. Ziggler coming out at any point during anyone's promo was going to get a huge ovation. Yeah, and he went right face-to-face with Batista. Yes. And uh, Ziggler challenged him to a match. Batista accepted and boom, got drop kicked. And I thought it was a great way, great way to set up the match later on that night. And show that Ziggler really doesn't, isn't scared of Batista. And he'll stand up to him. You want to talk we, about that match now instead of... Yeah. All right. We also we have in the middles also Batista defeating uh, Dolph Ziggler later on in the night. Um, I guess we kind of go, both go back and forth. I thought it was actually a very good match. Um, for the fact that Ziggler got a ton of offense in there. And Batista, I thought he was selling everything that Ziggler put out there very, very good. But it's it's Ziggler. He could wrestle a potato and make it look good. Yes, that's very true too. But then I think we always say whenever Ziggler's in a match against one of these wrestlers like Orton or whatever, we always do put it in the goods. But I do think that some parts of the match, Dolph Ziggler was quicker than Batista could be. Oh yeah, because I mean, Batista, we obviously saw that he was gassing a good amount. Even in the beginning of the match, he was gassing. So, yeah. obviously, he's not been doing his cardio or conditioning yeah. to get into WWE not, ring shape. And I'm not taking anything away from Dolph for moving that quickly. It's Batista that needs to... No. And Wait, why, uh, why didn't you want this in the middle, though? Why did I? Why, 
Why didn't you want this? Yeah, why did you want because this? Because I thought it was an okay match. I didn't think it was like the best match, as everyone was saying. I really didn't think yeah. it was that great of a match. I just think it. Dolph Ziggler shined a lot more. In well, that's match the thing then. too. I mean, like you you may mention how we do give. Well, you gave credit to uh, Batista for actually appearing in wrestling in matches on SmackDown yeah, and Raw. Wrestling house shows. So is he wrestling yeah. house shows too? Madison Square Garden. So March 8th. I mean, so that alone Dumb match, but that alone, I have to give him a lot of credit just Did because you hear he's that doing match. No, John Cena's teaming up with Randy Orton to take on Bray Wyatt and and Batista. That makes no sense at all. Um, Randy Orton, he's a freaking heel. Yeah, there's, that makes no... But then that goes back to the Vince McMahon mind process, the thought process of there's no heels or faces anymore. Or does it go back to something else that you don't know? Potentially. Very... Maybe it's foreshadowing a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, I mean, that match happened and... On commentary... <laughs> yeah, it did happen. We're covering it right on now. On commentary, Jerry Lawler, I just don't understand. They speak about... How Batista got his start in Evolution, we know that's not true. We know Batista debuted on SmackDown with Deacon Batista, or as Deacon Batista. Yeah, with Devon. With Reverend Devon. So, just stop. This yeah, don't feed us shit. BS. Uh, up next, we have the Real Americans defeating uh, Mark Henry and Biggie Langston. Um, the things that I didn't like about this match focused around. Langston, you know, and, keep it going. And the quick camera cuts that made me miss moves. Okay, yes, the quick camera cuts, but also there's a point where Biggie once again kind of dangerous. Uh, Cesaro has his trademark suplex from the second rope on the outside to the inside, where he gets you from the ring apron to the inside of the ring. He did that to Big E, and Big E doesn't didn't look like he really got too much air, too much jump in the. Uh, getting over that top rope, and he almost got nailed with a big brain buster. Uh, and I don't mean like a brain buster. This brain like, buster yeah. or that brain buster? No, this. <laughs> um, but that would have been a, another broken neck for Big E because he kind of botched a little bit. Yeah, but when I said the kick, the quick camera cuts, there was a move that sw- – like I love when Swagger does that knee cutout move and the fucking – the camera just cut yeah. away. I did like that the Real Americans they kept on teasing a little bit about them breaking up with the tagging in when uh, they were at the advantage. Yeah, and Cesaro picked up the victory after hitting the neutralizer on Mark Henry. And that looked sick. Yeah. Um, we also had Sheamus defeating Alberto Del Rio via DQ. Um, Christian yeah. was at ringside for this doing... Uh, Not ring- yeah, he was commentary. Yeah, he was doing uh, yeah. commentary. So Christian attacked Sheamus. Uh Honestly, if any other two wrestlers were in this match, it may have been entertaining. Yeah, I, I feel like Sheamus, Del Rio, and Christian, yeah. that trio of wrestlers, you're just... Sheamus is dull just right there. now. Del Rio's dull. And listening to commentary, listening to Christian on commentary wasn't really adding much to that match. I will say, the only one out of the three that I do have a slight interest in is Sheamus. Only I think fact- all three have potential to be great. Right now, in the current product, they just have to find well, something else for these. Well, the three. thing, the re- that's kind of the reason why I have more interest in Sheamus is because I want to see him and Cesaro have a little feud. But the other two wrestlers, Christian and Del Rio, it seems like it seems like those three wrestlers, those are the, they just rotate around each other. I had a really, really good idea for that Del Rio thing, and obviously, since WWE may or may not listen to this product, 
they didn't listen to it or they didn't go ahead and do it where Del Rio gets all the way low and then yeah whatever um but let's move on to the good shall we yeah well right. I have to say that the match itself was good yeah man yeah. I just I like, couldn't couldn't get into couldn't it handle and it. Christian was the one who looked strongest here which I don't even think that was great but yeah all right, so moving on to the goods, we're gonna just kick him off with the Wyatt family promo. Uh, this there were so many good things about this promo. Yeah, I love the fact where he was singing, "Uh, what a wonderful, uh, what a wonderful world." Uh, I can't even what say it. What a wonderful, what a wonderful, world. what a wonderful world. World, Jeez. yes. Well, Bray spoke about how society tells people that they think what they think they need to hear, and uh. And he spoke about how men go to work and get sports cars and women wear tons of makeup. They're hiding their true identities, pretty yeah. much, that you're covering up. He said it's time for John Cena to end this lie. And then uh, the Shield ended up coming out, only leading for Triple H to come out and set up a match for Monday Night Raw, but stated that the two, uh, both uh, stables or not to have any contact with each other. Yeah, because nothing's going to happen on my show without any promotion. But that did not stop them because uh, Ambrose and Rollins, right after he finished that, nailed suicide dives to the outside and got right back into the ring to uh, well, help Reigns with the stare off of Bray all, Wyatt. In all fairness, Bray Wyatt made a comment about how Triple H is their daddy. They That he did, that he did. Um, but great way to set up the match on Raw. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny. This match has happened, uh, if you want to include Raw, twice already. And they've had multiple separate matches. But this feud could go on for a very long time. Which and I, it, it and sucks that, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. Like that's going to happen. But. It's very unfortunate because with John Cena being involved now and the Shield kind of breaking up, I would really like to see the Wyatt family and the Shield continue or meet up again with, uh, further down the line. Yeah, well, you know what they say about the best part of breaking up? Uh, set is when you're making up, but I think that only should apply to. <laughs> um, we also had a, good, we also had a good that I'm gonna th throw in a good before we even move on to the other the last good. Dave's gonna throw in a good here. Um, I don't I don't know if it's the same when uh, on the when you watch it live, but I usually watch it uh, on the computer and everything, and it was a German station, and they had Cesaro. No, what? they do. Dude, what the fuck? I, we went over Cursing this. Cursing again. We went over this. In Germany and other countries, Cesaro does the thing. In United States, a United States person does it. In Canada, a Canadian person, I think, Well, I was going to say that I was very impressed to see Cesaro conducting an interview with Kane, uh, speaking his fluent German, and I thought, it, I thought it was just a great way to get him out there. Yeah, and show not... And show um, how much potential he has, even with having yeah, that's, multiple... That's the Europe fluent. exclusive. Yeah, which I mean, that sucks. They should do more more things like that here. Yeah, moving on. Uh, the main event, I believe, was Daniel Bryan and the Usos teaming up to defeat the New Age Outlaws and Kane. I gotta be honest, I had no interest in the match, dude. It honestly, it was a really not not that it was a really good match, but it was all six of these superstars that made the match really good and. It was a lot of fun, I think, to see Daniel Bryan and Billy Gunn face off in this match. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so great to have the New Age Outlaws back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I keep on seeing people say they're too old and they're tired of them already. No, they're just buying into whatever they want you to buy into. 
Uh, they're doing exactly what they have to do. They're being, they were, oh, excuse me. They were great transitional champions, and uh, yeah, I think they're doing the job. Yeah, but um, I mean, that's it for SmackDown. Yes, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. That's right. That's how we do it on Marking Out 161, the Brandon episode. I don't call it the Brandon episode. Eh, it's the Brandon episode. You know, it does. it's hyped up a lot and then just doesn't live up to it. Uh, Brandon lives up to all his potential. Yeah? Well, not really. But <laughs> all right, let's start. In the podcast world, he does. <laughs> let's start off with some bads, all right? Well, there. What? Oh, yes. Yeah, there, there are no bads. There aren't any bads, so... So, we're going to move on to the middles. The nipples, yeah. Yes, let's do the nipples a little bit. I said nipples. Um, Emma and Santino defeated Summer Rae and Fandango. And I really don't think this lived up to the potential that their match had on NXT. I got to agree with you completely. I think that both you and I were looking forward to this match a lot. But the match itself wasn't bad. No, it's it wasn't. the crowd... Blue. Yes, the, the crowd just blew. They did the I'm exact. Emma and Santino did the same tag oh, yeah, team high yeah. five spot that they did in. Well, NXT. you can expect that because oh, it's not on TV. So it was the wrong audience to do it for, though. Yeah, I feel Chicago, like it, you, yeah, guys messed up. I feel like up. if you did it to any other audience, you would have gotten a good chuckle out of the crowd. But this crowd was already angry that they weren't getting CM Punk right away. And I thought it was just a bad timing to put on this match. Well, yeah, right. The crowd just didn't care about the match. Um, and you had see, you, they were distracted with chanting CM Punk, boring. Uh, we won Ziggler during this match. Um, we did get to see the Emma lock, though. And there were some fans doing the Emma dance. Yeah, and let me tell you, Jerry Lawler, don't act surprised when Emma does that move that Tajiri used to do and act like you've never seen it before. Yeah, there's a few wrestlers that... Do that. Yeah, so... Um, yes, definitely. Uh, what else we got? Sheamus defeating Christian. This uh, match, I am... Disa- it really disappoints me that we have to put this match in the middles. I'll say the match was good, but to me it was just so boring. I really wasn't... I mean, that's the thing. I can't argue that it wasn't boring because I had to rewatch this match to actually appreciate it the second time around. Look how my printer screwed up. That's weird. Um... <laughs> But there were so many... The crowd really took you out of this match. It took me out of this match. Yeah. From them chanting, this is awful. End this match. Boring. It, it was just so distracting. And honestly, hijacking Raw, you didn't hijack anything. You made yourself you just, look like jackass. You know what? Let's hold off. I want to rant about that. The Chicago crowd instead. Oh, they, they deserve... Oh, it's going to happen. Okay. Because they, <laughs> they deserve a little section of... Uh, to shit on. Yeah, but after this match, uh, backstage, Sheamus was being interviewed and Christian attacked him. So, I mean, it's clear that Christian's showing or going to be a heel right now, but... Yeah, well, we saw that leading into Elimination right, Chamber. Right, yeah, exactly. But, um, that he is the Christian of old with the heel-wise. Yeah, but, even, but even still, we're only going to see Christian, Sheamus, Del Rio, that trio intertwined with each other. That rhymed. It did, it did. No, it also doesn't. Oh, by the way, in your intro, you take my fucking It's Me, It's Me. Yeah. Which I took from DDP. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I took it from. I forgot that you did it. I'm effing believable. You, you should start doing that uh, one that you used to always no, do. There's no rhyming words anymore. Uh, that's I've unfortunate. Because that there's, we have so many new listeners that don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. People know that. They come to me and they say, who are you and why are you here? If you remember Brandon ever saying that, please let us know. Please and if you write want us in the comments. If you want us to, Yeah. 
Uh, all right, Bella Twins defeating Alicia Fox and Oksana. I guess uh, I guess the more matches that Alicia Fox has on TV, the more she gets to improve. Well, I guess it, is, it gives her a lot of exposure and everything. Yeah. But the match itself wasn't bad, but it certainly no. wasn't a good match. It, it was what it was. I mean, it was what you expected it to be. And I have to say that I really dig the Bella Twins' new matching attire. That is a fact. What do you mean All that's right. a fact? Like, how are you going to know that's a fact? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the goods. We're going to go to the goods and go with the start of Monday Night Raw uh, with the Cult of Personality. Yeah. Yeah, Cult of Personality hits. The crowd goes wild. And, and right as soon as that happened, as soon as that happened, I tweeted out. I wrote, "Relax, it's Paul." Yeah, I think at the same time I tweeted out. Real, uh, you said I tweeted out. I it's, it's, it's not, not seeing, yeah, not seeing Paul. But how did I know it was Paul? I don't know that. I thought that was pretty. Uh, how did I know? Brandon has his inside people. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Paul Heyman gets into the ring, cro- does his little cross-legged that uh, imitation Indian of seeing we can yeah, say Indian, Indian style. style. That's not racist. Indian right? style, like seeing Punk. And he starts to blame the fans. Yeah, because, well, let me first say that Paul Heyman, he's the puppet master. And that Chicago crowd, they were nothing but puppets. They were eating right out of his hand. You know what? Triple H, he, I'm going to cut a little bit ahead. He says during one of his promos, Triple H says that he owns the fans. And you know what? Paul Heyman owns the fans. Triple H owns the fans. Daniel Bryan, every wrestler that steps in the ring for the most part owns you because you react exactly how they want you to. Yeah, and Paul, like you said, he blamed CM Punk's leaving on the fans. Yeah. And the um, fans went from sucking Paul's dick to crying in a closet. Pretty much. And then Lesnar uh, got on the mic speaking about how everybody failed to beat the streak, which I did like. Well, well Paul was saying that he said that everything up. started to spiral when CM Punk couldn't beat Undertaker. All right, so talk, start talking. Is that it about CM Punk? Alright, yeah. And then Brock came out. I, I did like that they transitioned over to The Undertaker from CM Punk to Undertaker very uh, well yeah, in that very promo. Smooth, very smooth transition. And I don't know if any if many people uh, watching the promo, because it did get bashed a good amount too, um, I don't know if anybody realized how smart and intelligent that promo was, how it hit with the CM Punk uh, touching everybody in the audience because everybody's going to start listening when CM Punk is mentioned. And then transition over to The Undertaker and having Lesnar uh, talk a little bit. And a lot of people hate when Brock Lesnar speaks, me included. But this was actually a very well done promo. It was very short. It he did, he said exactly what he had to say, and I thought there was I couldn't find one problem with it. The like, one honestly, if I looked away, I thought it was Paul Heyman speaking. Really, um, the one problem that I did have was Mark Henry coming out. Uh, following the promo, Lesnar and Heyman were leaving the ring, and Mark Henry comes out. And, and hit, hit Brock. Yeah, attacks Brock Lesnar. But ultimately... Gets an F5 through the commentator's table. But this is so it awkward. Really, it didn't make sense. Like, is it the, if this was retaliation of, of what Lesnar did to Mark Henry, isn't this, like, a little bit too late? Like, I feel like yeah. that should have happened a lot sooner. To have Mark Henry just come out there and be a part of this really... It really sucks that to go from watching before Raw was on, I was watching the promo of him retiring and doing no, that with Cena. Good promo. And then from go to to go to that and then go to that Brock Lesnar. It's oh. very. I think it's just poor planning. They did not need to have uh, Mark Henry come out for that spot. For him to do an F five to Mark Henry through the table, 
It's not like we haven't seen it done before. And it's not going to get us to think, oh, shit. Right. Brock Lesnar just did that. Oh, man, Undertaker got to be ready for him. Instead, it left us thinking, oh, my God, I really hope nobody got hit with that TV monitor. Which yeah, right. I think people got hit and yeah. they were getting checked out ringside by doctors. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the Usos finally, finally becoming the new WWE Tag Team Champions as they defeated the New Age Outlaws. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> well, that's exactly kind of. Uh, Road Dog. I love the fact that he didn't do the catchphrase in the beginning of the match to kind of get heat even further over with the crowd. Yeah, because the Chicago crowd really didn't deserve that. There was a point in the match, another point during Raw that I don't know if anybody noticed, but they teased the same exact ending as one of the previous matches, where Jimmy uh, Road Dog, Jimmy was in the ring with Badass Billy Gunn, Road Dog's on the apron, Jimmy nails him with the sidekick, uh, Badass Billy Gunn goes for the schoolboy pin, this time Jimmy kicked out. That is the same exact way that they the New Age Outlaws picked up a victory over the Usos a week. Yeah, at the That's chamber. Cool. So I did like the fact that they teased the same exact way that the Usos lo- uh, lost last time. Yeah, and I, honestly, this was a great match between newcomers and ring veterans. It, yeah, it really shows you what happens when you put veterans in the ring with a uh, young talent. And there was a few times where I actually I didn't know if the Usos were going to win or lose, so um, the match was really exciting. I love that mid-air exciting. tag, the mid-air tag that they did to uh, Jay. As he was going through, as Jimmy was going for that, uh, I think over the top rope uh, to the outside, he made that quick, very right. quick tag to Jay, and Jay nailed the splash. I thought that was awesome. Um, we also had Biggie Langston defeat. Why are we doing Biggie Langston? Why are you typing that? Because that's I'm not calling him anything. It's but Biggie. That. Why no. don't you call Antonio Cesaro? Antonio because Cesaro. that I've been calling him Cesaro before he was even not Antonio Cesaro. And why don't you call him Big E? I refuse to absolutely fucking say that. Why? I refuse. But that's his name. I do not give a shit. Whoever right. wants to try and do that, I don't care. I don't play games like that. <laughs> All right, so Big E defeated Cesaro in a match of the name changes. Well, via DQ when Swagger attacked him. Yes, he did get attacked by Swagger. But that was following a big swing by Cesaro. Um, it was just kind of random. I mean, yeah, Biggie punched Jack Swagger on the outside, kind of instigating a little bit. Yeah. But then, following the big swing, uh, S- Swagger just got right in the ring and nailed the Swagger bomb. Yes, Cesaro could have made or could have won, but now why is Swagger bomb such a big deal? It's not like a Vader bomb. He doesn't have that mass uh, behind it's, a bomb. It's still force coming down onto you. Uh, I think you want Swagger. Me to do it to you right now. Yeah. While we record, do it. It would be reversed, though. Like, it would still... It would hurt you, because I'm... I, I just... I just don't get it. Um, uh, the, I have... I What? No, no, no. I was, I was going to move on. Well, I have in the same section here. I mean, the match went and took place later on in the night. Okay. But I figure we could just talk about it again now. Or not again, right now. Do it up. Um, no? Yeah, so... Uh, that match ended in a disqualification. And... Um, I don't even know if they made this match at any point during a promo. I think they just did Big E versus Swagger. Yeah, Langston came out and Jack Swagger was out there. Yeah, it was very, very weird that they didn't have any altercation backstage 
or they had no lead up. It was just like, oh, Biggie's gonna do double duty without any reasoning. Why is this happening tonight? Yeah, and I got so so pissed off that Langston was gonna have two matches that night. Yeah, Luckily, I could understand. It was only like seven seconds. Yeah, I could understand why we haven't had a comment on Mark and Out's website from Biggie. Uh, he must have been very tired after his double duty on Monday Night Raw. That could take a lot out of anybody, not everybody's Ziggler. And that match only took place, or only happened for like 10 seconds or whatever it was, because uh, Cesaro attacked Langston, kind of retaliating. Yeah, very quickly. From earlier on in the night with Jack Nelson, Swagger. Nelson neutralizer to the fans going crazy for. Yeah, I'm um, really, really relieved that we didn't see that match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, something else that the crowd and us, we uh, went crazy for was the next match. The Wyatt, Wyatt family defeating the Shield. Um, this match, even before it started, the crowd was chanting, "This is awesome." Yeah, which come on, it's yeah, it's a little bit much, but it just shows how much this match does it's mean. They're almost a shame that this isn't going to be a WrestleMania match. It, it really, really is because you can only imagine what they would do and the extreme levels that they would go to in order to put on uh, some, even uh, such elevate, a superb match. Elevate the match because it's WrestleMania. It's Would you so disappointed? I'll ask you a little bit. Uh, any spots of the match that really stand out to you? Because I have a few listed. Well, um, one of the spots that I loved was where Harper went to the top ropes German suplex on Rollins. Rollins landed on his feet, and oh yeah, got, Rollins was he got on fire dude. In that he match. got mad air on that when, during that German suplex when he he got so high up. Um, he kept then, landing on his feet. Yeah, whatever. right after that, right after he landed, he threw Harper to the outside, and then he proceeded to land on the senton. Uh, sent on, uh, flying sent on to the outside on both sides of the ring. Both times landing on his feet. Um, I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe Stone Cold lit a fire under him. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> and then, but something to notice is that Rollins was still on fire. He went up to the turnbuckle, was ready to do an uh, airborne move. And Dean Ambrose uh, got knocked into the ropes to knock him off of the top rope. So, I mean, it was unintentional, but still, look at who... It's not Reigns who's knocking off Rollins, it's Ambrose, who already has a lot of heat behind him uh, inside the shield. Uh, and that was the kind of the turning point of the match, which gave the Wyatts an upper hand. Uh, we also saw Roman Reigns nail a spear to Harper over the table. That was a really awesome spot. And Harper doing a suicide dive. When was the last time you saw a guy of that size do a suicide dive? Is that was that is that a suicide? Dive? Yeah, that was a suicide dive, just as the same as Daniel Bryan, suicide dive. I'm sure we could um, find like somebody recently who did that. Um, I can't think of anything recently, but the match came to an end when Rollins. Uh, he walked away. Yeah, walked away because when he was looking for a tag, Ambrose kind of got distracted, causing Reigns to get distracted, and Rollins on his own. So Rollins kind of dishing it back out to them. So maybe Seth Rollins will be the, the special guest referee for this match. Potentially. But Rollins, at this match, Rollins shined. I think Rollins stood out the most in this match. Yeah. Uh, he was on fire the whole match. We're starting to see a side of Seth Rollins that we haven't seen in a long time. And it's really opening up a new door to for Seth Rollins. And especially in the fans are welcoming it. Um, would you say, would you put this as a match of the year candidate? No. Or no. What, how would you compare this to I their Elimination Chamber I, match? I think the Elimination Chamber match, just because it didn't have 
all like the storyline stuff where he's walking off and everything. I think okay. the, the chamber match was better. Okay, so it was really the because of the lack of storylines for the first one that really uh, well, I mean, I uh, uh, lack storyline. Yeah, I think the chamber pay per view match was better because it didn't really there. It was it was only about Shield. Yeah. Versus Wyatt's. This match alone really shows uh, the WWE universe and pro wrestling fans all around the world uh, what young stars the WWE really does what have. Young stars the WWE yeah. has. I think this match could have been an hour and it would have been perfectly fine to have that on I don't Monday think, Night Raw. Yeah, I don't think if you had an hour match between the two, you would not hear one boring chant at all. And it wouldn't even have to be like, oh, this match is an hour time limit or something. You just go. I and want, then, holy shit, it's 20 minutes. This match is, feels like it's going on forever. 40 minutes. And it's not like 20, we haven't we've seen, we've seen Seth Rollins in a an hour-long match before. Okay, and relax. Roy. Relax, Mr. Ring of Honor. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. It, we have seen him take on Austin Aries to an hour time limit. So, we know it's possible. Uh, we also have the, uh, Daniel Bryan and the Authority cutting a promo. Yeah, well, Daniel Bryan came out to tons of chance. Then the Authority came out and everyone, uh, big time, played up this crowd. Um, be, even before the Authority came out, Daniel once again... The WWE you, using the Chicago crowd to their advantage. Yeah, Daniel, well, the fans were chanting for CM Punk. Yeah, but Daniel Bryan using the word hijack. Idiots. Daniel Bryan using the word hijack, saying how they're hijacking Raw and everything. That's gonna. How is that not going to get a pop? That is a cheap. I. I mean, that's a cheap pop, but it works perfectly. The audience fell right into the WWE's hands. Yeah, and well, just in regards to the CM Punk chance, I think it's like, it's honestly, it's like a slap in the face of Daniel Bryan. Because, I, don't, I think it's. You I think, think you. So? I mean, I think they expect it. I think it's kind of pathetic that they want Daniel Bryan on any other night to be it, but they're just gonna cheer for Daniel Bryan and then. We'll uh, save it. We'll save it. Save it. Well, we still no, we well, still have an entire rant of Chicago. Yeah. I mean, we still have an entire rant of them, and I'm gonna shit all over them. That's right. I'm gonna shit all over you. Uh, I mean, how did you like the cane part with the suicide dive and the security? I thought it was fun. Same I mean, here. They, I they, thought it was funny that the referees about, came running out. They spoke about how the match at WrestleMania that Brian wants. Triple H says it's not gonna happen. Stephanie said the authority is why Daniel Bryan is what he is. Yep. And Kane came out. Daniel Bryan dove onto him. Uh, we also had Del Rio versus Ziggler with Aaron Paul, the star of Need for Speed. He came um, out to, like, oh, and Breaking I, Bad. I had no idea what, like, I thought it was a theme song that was hitting. Really? When he goes, Rrr! <laughs> I was like, what? Who is what that? What did you tweet out? What did you I was like, Bonesaw? Oh, I, th <laughs> I tweeted out about it being the DOA. Oh yeah, I didn't ball, like. It didn't sound like a ball, motorcycle. To eight me. ball chains, and it didn't sound like a car to me. It sounded like yeah. a chainsaw. That's funny. Um, like, yeah, Charlie? this match, this match didn't really stand out to me too much. Uh, Aaron Paul caused the distraction to Del Rio, but the end, I thought it looked really good. Where yeah, well, Ziggler but, spun out of that armbar, yeah, and to the zigzag. I thought that was very. I think well the, done. the match it was rather quick, but Ziggler is damn good. Yeah, so for sure. For sure. Uh, we Up also next, have it. Yeah, you take it away. The uh, next inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2014 was announced, that being the late, great Paul Bearer. 
Yes, unfortunately, the wrestling world lost him last year. Yeah, already. it's almost a year. Yeah. Um, all right, so Paul Barrett definitely deserves to be getting in there. You really wanted to get that in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many more man. people are we expecting to be inducted? Uh, it's March. Uh, I would say uh, either... Do we have a tag team yet? Uh, no. Either a tag team uh-huh. or a single person. Okay. And a faction or two single people or a tag team and a single person. You're not really... Doing all that much. What do you mean? So you're saying for the next spot, it's going to be a tag team or a single person. And then for the other spot, it's going to be a faction, tag team, or a single? It's either two singles, a single and a tag team, a single and... All and right, a, toss out names. I, I couldn't... I don't know. All right, I'm tossing Rick out Rude. Rick Rude and... Uh, Mr. T, we still need the celebrity one. I'll go Fabulous Freebirds. Why? Stop saying know. Freebirds. They're not Actually, yeah, Mr. Ever. T with the talking and everything. Never say never in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe Mr. T. Uh, kind of off. Eh, I guess WrestleMania 30. Oh, and then they're... Oh, with the rumored match? Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, I really they, don't want We spoke too. about that already. Yeah, the rumor of them inducting an actual match. Like, I'm fine day. with that because it was such an iconic match to happen at the first <laughs> WrestleMania. I just don't want that to yeah. happen. Uh, we also had in the goods John Cena cutting a promo. Yeah, about um, how he's injured right now and... Because of the Wyatt family. Yeah. Leading and to Bray Wyatt coming out too at some point. John was saying how Chicago had always had a special place in his heart. Well, not coming out, but on he the screen. He had WrestleMania there and everything. I thought this was a great promo by John Cena. And wrestling fans don't give John Cena enough credit. Enough credit, yeah. Uh, he's He deserves to be top dog of the company. He is, so. Yeah, and he deserves to be there. Yeah, and like you had said, um, the Y family, they were on the, the entrance, or the Tron, the Titan yeah, Tron, Titan to cut Tron. A promo. Bray compared John Cena, which I really liked, to a championship horse that has tons of momentum, but eventually slows down. So. Yeah. Uh, talking about momentum building, uh, Alexander Rusev also cut a promo with Lana. Lana or Lena? I don't give a credit. Lana. Um, are we expecting a lot out of Alexander Rusev? I'm not. Like, are we going to see, like, a glorified mid-carter? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they tried this with Kozlov, and it didn't happen. It yeah, didn't work, it, so. it, is, it is interesting to see where they're going to be going with that. I guess we're going to see him in action probably around WrestleMania time. Maybe another week of uh, leading up to a match. Maybe. Or actually, no, that's probably a proper time, because then it would probably be him versus Ziggler. I mean, uh, him versus Ryder. Because they've been, Mania? No, 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 no. Before Mania. He'll probably wrestle before Mania. Uh, and make his debut, in-ring debut. It'll probably be against Ryder because they've been wrestling each other very oh, often on the house shows. Oh, yeah, that's true. So then, after Ryder, it's probably going to lead up to maybe him having a match at WrestleMania. Well, hopefully, which, yeah. hopefully Zack Ryder has a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, right? I mean, you still need an undercard for WrestleMania. It can't all be main event matches. Yeah. Um, all right, the last good one that we have is Daniel Bryan defeating Batista. Um, it was via DQ. It was via DQ. Uh, Daniel Bryan can make Batista look good. Dolph Ziggler can make Batista look good. But in the end, you're still just left. Yeah, just going to add, Randy Orton was at ringside, not on commentary, though. Just kind of watching uh, at ringside, kind of weird. I think it would have been a lot better if Randy Orton was on commentary. 
Yeah. Would have been well, a lot I more interesting. I, think, I feel like he's one of those guys that wouldn't have anything to say. Yeah, I really, like, it would, it would be because very... Because Randy Orton has lines that are scripted. He has lines that are scripted. And he rereads every single thing when he memorizes That's it. That's because he cannot or... memorize properly. But it's... the thing is, I think that Randy Orton, any would have... What's he going to do on commentary? I don't know, but Batista, it would have... it's great to see Batista back. I said it's great to see Batista back. I think that it really would have helped out the storyline and everything if he didn't if he didn't do what he did there. If it wasn't a Randy Orton promo, if think, he was actually... I and I don't think he could have done it. I don't think he could have either, but it would have helped out if he could have. But he didn't, because that's Randy Orton. Uh, Batista, once again, great job selling. Yeah, except he'll um, never... I don't think he'll ever look like he's ready to be in a match. I don't think so either. Uh, Kane and the Authority come out during this match. Um, what else? Batista throwing Daniel Bryan into Randy Orton. A lot of CM Punk chants. Yeah, overrated chants. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so when, after Batista threw Daniel Bryan into Randy Orton, Randy Orton beat down Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan ended up getting hit with a Batista bomb. Finally a pedigree. No CM Punk as the fans wanted, and thank goodness there he wasn't. Yeah, um, I actually was a big fan of this, especially where Triple H got on the mic and he was just like, he's tired of his fantasy crap and then gets kicked in the face by Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I which thought, is another thing that's stupid, like, I forget Michael Cole or King or one of them yeah. said, oh, Daniel Bryan has no chance at this at all, or reversing yeah. this at all, and he, like we just saw him kick Triple H in the face, like, yeah, he has a chance to do anything. He just kicked him in the face before. Well, you have to downplay it, make him look like he's hit the bottom. Um, but I thought that the end of Raw was a great way to build it to storyline. And even though the crowd didn't get sent home as happy as they wanted to, if they appreciated pro wrestling for what it was and the they WWE don't product, like they do. it, it was a great Raw to uh, walk away from. Because they're going to sit there chant their little, they're going to chant their little CM Punk. And meanwhile, he's sitting home, not even in the building. And Daniel Bryan's sitting there right in front of you. That's a terrible Stone Cold impression. Yeah, but you understood what I was going for, right? I'm, I'm actually going to... Did like, you understand it? I no. Like, you chant your little 316. They had, they had like a bingo card of things. Bingo? Yeah, a bingo card. Because they had the entire hijacking Raw... And all of that stupid shit that you really think that you coming all together is really going to do anything as if you could all come together on the same page to turn, not one person turned their backs to Batista, not one person That's turned their backs to Orton. They couldn't do that because Daniel Bryan, they included that in that segment. Yes, but even when Batista was out there on, uh, was he doing a promo at some point? No. Uh, no. But even still, I there, during his entrance, during his entrance, they didn't turn his back. There were so many parts. There was actually a funny tweet incoming from Jobber Nation Radio I wanted to share with you. They tweeted to us during Monday Night Raw, at Marking Out, should have played Hijack Bingo. You get a square every time they don't do something they said they would. Uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. So real quick, cheap plug, Jobber Nation Radio at Jobber Nation. Go check them out and give them a listen. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. And it's kind of sad. That the WWE Universe or some fans think that they could all come well, together. Well, they, they had their old little let's go Ziggler, let's CM Punk us. You get that everywhere, though. No, you get, no we you don't. Get the Ziggler, no, we don't, though. You get the Ziggler no, elsewhere. No, we don't. We really don't. Not during random matches, we don't. 
I think sometimes you get it. I think you got it a little bit more here, but I don't think it lived up to the extent that they wanted it to. Yeah, and now they have the hijacked Brooklyn. Like, fuck. Are off. you serious? Yeah. Stop hijacking. You're not gonna hijack shit because WWE. You no matter what they put in front of you, you're gonna eat it up. Yeah, go hijack yourself off. And yeah, eat it all up. Go hijack yourself off. Why are you see your catchphrase? Exactly what I don't I'm know. I'm probably gonna tweet it out to Raw too. No, actually, no. I, no. I, apparently, <laughs> we can't tweet out hijack. So, um, but yeah, I thought it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was Monday Night Raw for you, or for us, and you. Yeah, Chicago, let's go with Why Don't even try to hijack anything. Respect the wrestling for what it is that you're seeing in the ring. Yes, you can all speak up and chant whatever you want, but just realize it's not going to make a difference. WWE has a product. WWE knows what sells and what does not sell. It's scripted for a reason. It is, yes. They know what you want more than you know what you want. Um, even if you may not get it at the current time, they do know what you want and you will at some point. So stop doing all this dumb chanting. Stop with the CM Punk chants. That's not going to influence CM Punk to come back. He's not going to be sitting at his home in Chicago watching Monday Night Raw and being like, you know what, Colt? I really like these CM Punk chants. I'm going to go back to WWE. That is not going to happen. Yeah. Chanting CM Punk chants isn't even going to open up Vince's eyes or Triple H's eyes. Vince wants him back because he's a moneymaker. Triple H doesn't care because he's disrespected. Maybe people are thinking like, oh, we did it with Matt Hardy. We did it with Daniel Bryan. No, it doesn't. You're not going to do it with CM Punk Chicago or anybody. No, stop it with the CM Punk chants. We're over it. He's Get not over there. It. Relax. Build, build a home. bridge. He's not he backstage. Went. Yeah. He's, He's not Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's going to be there next week, guys. Yeah, get excited for Hulk Hogan. Brother. Don't get excited for CM Punk. Yeah, because he owns something, brother. All right. Jack. I'm going to toss out some storylines to you right now. What else does he say? Who? Hogan. Uh, he says, brother, Jack. I don't know. I'm Dude. Trying to, I'm trying to, <laughs> it wasn't my video. Dude. I, I don't know. It wasn't me. No, uh, Chris G actually Thank wrote. you, Bubba's wife. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> that was a fake laugh guys sorry about that yeah jot that down one for a uh, bad joke on one Brandon. for the bad joke on demand uh, <laughs> all right chris g said this is his uh, suggestion punk sellout uh chance goes ev- goes against everything he believes in explains why he wouldn't face triple h it was their plan all along Punk is celebrating with Daniel Bryan following his match at WrestleMania. It's, this is all assuming that Daniel Bryan wins the main event at WrestleMania, uh, whether it's for the championship or it's not. John or Cena versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania main event. That would steal the show. I actually think that's going to steal the show. But while Daniel Bryan is celebrating with CM Punk, CM Punk turns on him. It's the GTS. Now we have, I guess this is for the title, because then we would have what Daniel Bryan mean? versus CM Punk for the WWE World Championship. What are you reading right now? I'm reading a comment that someone wrote. Uh, Fans wrote to us or you just took them off Twitter? Uh, no, this is on Facebook. A conversation I was oh, having. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. on one okay, of... Uh, okay, okay, okay. Relax, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to toss out some more food for thought. That's what I'm going to call it. Food for thought. That's because the second half we have... Calm down there. Brandon's giving me the hand motions of what the fuck. We have nothing. We have nothing set up <laughs> no, in this shut second up. segment. Screw you, David. I'm compl- we have screw nothing. Screw you. This- Big time. <laughs> screw you. Get <laughs> off right. my show. Triple H versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. If Daniel Bryan wins, he's in the main event versus Randy Orton and Batista for the championship. If he loses, he must shave his beard. 
I think that's what, what the heck? What if he wins? He just gets the championship? No, he definitely wins. I mean, there's no way around that. He wins the match. But following his uh, defeat of Triple H, he gets the crap kicked out of him by Kane, Triple H. So that happened then, already. Fans have short-term memory. You no, can easily it didn't. People remember SummerSlam. That's where everything happened. People don't remember Chris Benoit. Yeah, they do. Uh, Let's um, take a moment of silence. And thank you for uh, yes. welcome back. <laughs> um, yeah, but then during the match of Orton Batista, you have everybody do their entrance. Daniel Bryan's entrance hits. He doesn't come out to his theme song. Match, my, what does match he come out. Yeah, no, the match match gets started on their way. Midway through the match, Daniel Bryan's theme song hits. Crowd goes crazy. He comes out there, clean, uh, just starts he partaking. He house. He starts spraying in the match. everywhere. All over. Starts scrubbing Wins. the fucking mat for blood stains on the carpet. On the carpet? Is yeah. that what it is? A carpet? I mean, I would you use a wrestling mat as a carpet? I, I wouldn't. Well, why not? I don't know because it's dirty. Probably slip and slide. It doesn't have to be dirty. Get ring work. It's clean. No, not a ring mat like that. Just a ring like the apron, not the apron thing. The thing that the WWE stands on. Yeah, about that. Is it no. an apron, right? A ring yeah. apron. Let's move on to some musical interludes. Yes, this uh, another uh, ring rope rebellion tune that they sent to us in the middle. I guess a month ago, actually, we never got a chance to use it. It is called Outlaws, and. Uh, We'll be right back here on Marking Out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you its six-time Tag Team Champions of the World, the Road Dog Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age. Outlaws, you better call somebody. The Road Dog and Billy gonna wreck your body. Shake, rattle, and roll, pump up the party. It's going down, we about to get naughty. Outlaws, you better call somebody. The road dog and Billy gonna wreck your body. Shake, rattle, and roll, pump up the party. It's going down, we about to get naughty. Oh, Lottie, we about to get naughty in this party. Oh, you didn't know you better call somebody. Welcome to the doghouse, D-O-double-G. Pop, lock, and drop with the shaky leg knee. The one and only Billy Gun, cock and loaded, pull the trigger, set it up. Famous sir for the win, gunslinger. And they're here to stay. Slamming through the roster like a Chinese buffet. Oh, oh you didn't know. What? Lo and behold, huh. these outlaws got tag team gold. What did you expect of the boys from DX? Huh. Cashing them checks and a fine suplex. Yeah. They remain stay like a retail chain. Got that talent to entertain. Like Imagine Dragons, take the stage. Radioactive, welcome to the new age. Outlaws, you better call somebody. The road dog and Billy gonna wreck your body. Shake, rattle, and roll, pump up the party. It's going down, we about to get naughty. Outlaws, you better call somebody. The road dog and Billy gonna wreck your body. Shake, rattle, and roll, pump up the party. It's going down, we about to get naughty. Oh, you DK, oh, you didn't know, hey. You better make way for them boys to play. If you don't play nice, ha. Feel the rage of the outlaws from the brand new age DX for life with any luck Thank God there's no more Billy and Chuck Road Dog and K Quick getting rowdy no more The boys are back in town to restore Form of glory to the tag team division Like Goku faster than an instant transmission Shake, uh, rattle and roll Vintage Road Dog, ass Michael Cole I'm an ass man, ha Billy Gunn will move so sweet like a Cinnabon. You ain't got no chance, so disengage, cause they are the new age. How 
laws, you better call somebody. The road dog and Billy gonna wreck your body. Shake, rattle, and roll, pump up the party. It's going down, we about to get naughty. Outlaws, you better call somebody. The road dog and Billy gonna wreck your body. Shake, rattle, and roll, pump up the party. It's going down, we about to get naughty. Like we had said earlier, that was Outlaws by Ringrope Rebellion. Thank you guys so much. You could follow them on Twitter at Ringrope Rebel. Um, I guess we wanted to split our segments so there wasn't so much WWE and then nothing. So let's kick this segment off with a little bit of NXT talk. Yes, it was the first uh, WWE NXT episode on the network. Besides second, a lot, it was besides the arrival, second episode. Besides arrival, well, it was the second episode. And the other one. So did arrival. they scrap all the other ones that they had taped? I am unsure. I I don't know. They had to have. This wasn't taped. Was this live? I don't know. It may have been taped then. But like previously, yeah. I don't it may know. May have been taped. No. Well, what's his name was already champion. Who? Wasn't Adrian Neville? Yeah, Neville champion? was champion. Yeah. So. Question. Yeah. I'm trying to think if he came out with the championship. I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah, you had Adrian Neville. Yeah, because he defended his championship against Camacho. Yeah, there you go. So that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, Adrian Neville defeated Camacho. You also had Charlotte defeated Emma, which was actually a really good match. Uh, a lot of mat wrestling, actually. Mat wrestling involving a wrist lock. There was a lot of better than Batista chance. Matt wrestling involving over yeah, cause, a wrist lock. Yeah, because the majority of the motions on the mat was involving that and reversing the wrist lock and everything. I thought they, they called it Matt wrestling because Stryker was really good at it. That was a joke. Yeah. It's 2014, folks. Um, <laughs> I did like the end of the match, though, because it came kind of like Charlotte, uh, kind of like Ric Flair-ish. Charlotte, for those Terrible. that don't know, is Ric Flair is good. Uh, is Ric Flair's daughter. Uh, she faked an injury. She faked an injury. Yeah, what, and then, tell me what else girls do. Yeah. Uh, and then Emma got distracted with Sasha Banks. Um, and then she, uh, Charlotte from behind does a kick up and then did that little uh, flip over DDT. Kind of like Mr. Perfect-ish. But she nails her with a DDT. Flip over DDT. That's what I'm calling it. I thought it was pretty Float entertaining. Float over DDT. Flip over. Not a float over. I think what you're describing sounds more like a float over. It's not a float over. What's flip over mean? You do a senton over. Kind of like the Mr. Oh, Perfect. Like this? Huh? Like you're diving over or you're you're just like yeah. going around their back. Like that, the first one. Over, oh, so over the top. That's not a float over. My, my yeah. mistake. Um, we also had Corey Graves defeating Yoshitatsu in what was a very quick match as Corey Graves refused to get in the ring with him. Yoshitatsu, he finally did. Match started. Went outside of the ring, and Tatsu got counted out because Corey Graves beat the crap out of him on the outside and then ran into the ring. Uh, Sami Zayn made the save for Yoshitatsu, so I guess we're going to see Corey Graves versus Sami Zayn at some point, uh, as per next week. We're going to see that. The man, Adam Rose, made his debut. Uh, this is the former, formerly known as Leo Kruger. This has been spoken about a lot. Um, we've mentioned it on the podcast. Whether this is a good idea, why did they get rid of Leo Kruger? I don't think Leo Kruger could have gotten over with WWE. I think he could have. I don't. But 
we also have a lot of sick, twisted uh, gimmicks already. But the it's Wyatt like family. Um, when I saw him wrestle at Madison Square Garden, I think it wasn't like people weren't really caring. When we saw Damian Sandow at Access two years ago, people weren't caring either. But that's no, that's I think different. How? Because it's not like Sandow didn't come out and wow us with mic skills. Um. I'm trying to even think. He may have not even had the Damien Sandow gimmick at the time. So it's like he may have had because I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even remember seeing him wrestle at Access. Yeah. But, um, but Adam Rose, uh, they had a little op- uh, promo leading up to it with Devin Taylor in the back into her his uh, little, I guess party, the Rosebud party with the Rosebud Revolution, and it was kind of funny because you saw Kalisto, you saw Kalisto uh, was waving around a bow. If I'm pronouncing that right, uh, well, uh, <laughs> that, that that lit up, yeah, like, kind of like a neon, uh, something that Donatello would use from yeah, the teenage a staff, Ninja like pretty much a, a neon, st- glow in a dark staff. staff. What I don't know, um, but then you also had Sammy Callahan as the DJ. No, it, yeah, no, you didn't. Okay, whatever. Uh, you had uh, uh, Solomon Crow. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, Solomon Crow uh, as DJ. It was just very. It was funny to see all these NXT wrestlers and superstars backstage just doing other gimmicks and just acting, uh, pretty much acting, exactly what it is. Uh, Adam Rose made his way to the ring in what was an awesome entrance. Uh, He got up onto the top of the ring and then did a little, I guess, kind of stage, not really stage dive, but fell back into his gathering of Rosebuds. Everybody caught him, brought him over to the uh, camera side of the ring. It was awesome. And then he proceeded to take on Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. Uh, Adam Rose picking up the victory. Brennan, what did you think of this? I mean, the match itself, it wasn't... You asked me, does this remind me of anybody? Yes. I don't know at all what you were talking about. The entrance was very innovative. But in the ring, he had maneuvers, not uh, wrestling maneuvers, but the way he was carrying himself, very much like... Yours truly, uh, Alex Reynolds. I saw. See, that's what I thought you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I saw but a I lot didn't of fully think that. I saw a lot of similarities by uh, between the way that both of them move in the ring and conduct themselves. Both very similar. So I mean, I would I would doubt that he actually took anything away from it, but you never know. Um, maybe he studied a little bit of Alex Reynolds tapes, which nobody could go wrong with doing. Right. Um, in the main event, we saw Sami Zayn taking on Corey Graves and picking up the victory. And, yeah, it was a good match. That was pretty much it, though. That was NXT, the first uh, one after Arrival. Going to be covering NXT a lot more often now that it's on the network, and they do plan on uh, uh, evolving a lot more of these co- uh, a lot more of these characters. Uh, but you weren't a fan of like Kalisto and these people appearing in the promo, right? I know. I just don't understand why they would make their kind of debut like that. Like we've already seen Bull Dempsey be like a jobber and debut, well, but that's the thing. I don't consider it. A it's deb- obviously not their debut, yeah. but it's still like. I think it's just a way to oh, get. Oh yeah, them- look at this person being an extra. But like, I feel like we have so much time invested in these people already who have characters. I just, just maybe haven't made their official debut yet, but we've seen their official debut. That's the debut. thing. I think all of this is pre-taped, but I'm curious as to how, because I do know Solomon Crow uh, has made his debut on NXT, but I don't know how it is Like, we saw the promo out. between Kalisto and Solomon Crow. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like we we already know these guys by their faces, by their masks, but, by their. I mean, it could just be they didn't make name. It could be Kalisto. Right. It could be Crow. It could be these NXT wrestlers. They didn't make right, notice of any like, of these. Right, but we notice. So I'm saying, yeah, like, but why would they? I just didn't I mean, understand not, why they would. Do I kind that. of like it because it also sh- it gives these uh, these wrestlers uh, a little bit more experience of getting outside of their comfort zone. And doing a little bit more from being extras. I mean, NXT already has a short staff. You have to use you have to use what you have. I do. I understand that if you go back and look at something like the main stage, look at WrestleMania, CM Punk's out there playing a gangster. Yeah. And DDP was out there driving a pink Cadillac. Cadillac. Yeah. But it's something that they weren't on TV. They they might have been on TV a little bit with like their circuit and yeah. everything. With like OVW, they were on TV and stuff, but we weren't invested in them back then. But I don't think we're invested yet in Kalisto and Solomon Crow. If it wasn't for their indie experience and for us knowing their indie experience, because there are a lot of people out there that are strictly WWE and don't know Solomon Crow, don't know Kalisto. No. Um, yeah, okay. And I feel like it doesn't really make that big of a deal. Because we haven't officially seen them. We haven't seen those promos. Uh, we have. We have seen Solomon Crow in NXT. We've not made wrestling. Exactly. Not yet. We At house shows, though. Yes. I don't even know if it was at a house show. I don't know what the deal was. I that saw was something on the no, internet. No, I saw the same thing. I don't know what that was for, though. Maybe they scrapped it. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I'm okay with that, though. Uh, so that's NXT for this week. Let's uh, let me just make mention of this real fast, right? Can I just do that? Yes. Um, uh, March twenty third, two thousand fourteen, from two p.m. to four p.m. Creative Pro uh, Wrestling Academy has their grand opening open house. Uh, obviously, it's uh, well, not obviously. It's Kurt Hawkins and Pat Buck. Uh, they're the head trainers. You also have Alex Reynolds in there. Uh, definitely go check it out. It's in uh, Hicksville, Long Island, New York. Uh, yeah, it gives you more, up. gives you some more options for schools on Long Island. Yeah. Um, speaking of wrestling schools, we attended WXWC for March Madness in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, took a very awesome road trip. Brandon, I wouldn't say awesome. Yeah. I had to share a car for the whole distance to Allentown, Pennsylvania, sitting next to David, um, where he would not even let me play Allentown as we entered. That was not an, that was not brought up at all. Yes, I it would was. Have, I would you were have. like, oh no, my band with an R name is playing right band now. With an R. Yeah, you had an R name band playing. I had the Offspring playing. It wasn't the Offspring. It was we were in R's already. I don't remember. We wouldn't let Billy Joel go on the radio because we already did that in Queens. Oh, God forbid we go revisit him. Uh, We're actually in Allentown. And we actually, we did not even go to Cracker Barrel, which is upsetting. It was disappointing. There um, wasn't enough time on the way there. It was it was us, Kyle Brad, Corey Price, and Vicky. Uh, and unfortunately, Cracker Barrel was out of the equation. Uh, we tried to go there after the event. But apparently Cracker Barrel doesn't open for us. Uh, that's messed up. Yeah, because if uh, well, I should have you know I, where I went wrong when I called. I did not say I was Brandon for marking out. What the hell, dude? All I wanted to do was buy an accordion. She goes, "Oh, you're gonna have to leave earlier than that." 
It's you like, should be like, well, thanks you, a lot, asshole. I don't, like, what do you know? I, of course I need to leave earlier than that. All right, so a little bit of info about WXWC4. It is uh, put on by uh, Samu of the Wild Samoans. It is his academy. Taking o- He took over AFA. Yeah, for his father, yeah, AFA. Yeah, father, AFA. And this event was Who, by much- the way, trained, I believe, trained Mickey Rourke. Really? I think so. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure the two of them, they've trained a ton of superstars yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of people we probably know too. Uh, all right, so the event was awesome. And it first kicked off with the extra guys. It might have been Nicolas Cage and not Mickey Rourke. I'm not sure. It could have been. Uh, extra guys, JP and Mike Mitchell taking off first class. Kevin Graham and Punisher Vance like This match, uh, first class, are the elite tag team champions. Um, this was a, a very good opener. We saw Kevin Graham hit a nasty blockbuster. Blockbuster. Um, the extra guys know exactly how to work the crowd. They're wearing their neon, uh, the kings of neon, wearing their neon spandex. Just good match, good opener. The Mastodon at TDS uh, came out to the ringside, BYOB members. Yeah. Um, and they just, uh, they were made the save, I guess. Not the save. I mean, well, JP was... Well, not really the save. Yeah, getting his shake weight ready. JP was going to use shake weight. Sh- shake weight I, don't see, I didn't see anything wrong right there. I didn't see he was doing nothing wrong. I, you know what? I agree with you. JP BYOB, was just trying to get his workout on. BYOB just run out. They got to mind their own business. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. We're we're extra guys. They have to MYOB. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're, I guess we're extra guys ourselves. I mean, clearly I mean, I'm not. Well, if I if I get made fun of by the extra guys, yeah, right? we're still we're still pleading with JP no for no fatties uh, allowed for yeah. uh, their shirts. For those that don't know, the extra guys shirts are amazing. It says on it, no fatties. It plays up their gimmick. Their exercise freaks. Very funny stuff. Uh, we also had a battle royal for the TV, t- the Blast TV title shot. Uh, we had Stevie Shields def- uh, winning the battle royal. We saw a ton of wrestlers in this, from BYOB to Donovan uh, Dijak. It was a good battle royal. Solid. Did what it had to do. Stevie Shields was the last man standing. And later in the night, took on Naya, the Blast TV champion, who she defeated uh, Joey Janela, Zebra Kid, for. Yeah. Um, and Nia d- uh, successfully defended her TV title against Stevie Shields a little bit later on in the night. She's, uh, she's like a Mexican wrestler, right? I don't know. Oh. I don't know her background. Oh. No, but no, I, she, she does, she has wrestled You're as a, a Lucha Libre. You're a dick. Not, I mean, she has wrestled under a mask in the past. Um, I guess you want to cut it to her next match? Yeah, sure. Let's. All right. So for the, for the uh, women's title for the diamond, diamond division. Division. Yeah, she right after she defended her championship against Stevie Shields, uh, she was demanded to defend her uh, diamond division championship against, against Casey, Casey Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah, Casey Carlisle. Um, this was a very entertaining match. Carlisle had the advantage for a good portion of it. Yeah, and she actually she hit the double arm DDT for the win. Bleh. New champion, new Diamond Division champion and is then, Casey Carlisle. And following the match, she beat the crap out of Nia with the title. Yeah. Cracking her nose pretty much open. Uh, but still, Kate, we got a new champion, new Diamond Division champion. Uh, we also had uh, the ultimate hybrid champion, Bo Nakota. Defending his championship against Jay Freddy. Um, this was an entertaining match. I've never seen Bo Nakata before. 
but he is something else. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of these guys before. You know, I can't argue that one. A lot of these people are new names to us. Uh, we're definitely tr going to keep updated with WXWC4, so keep on working with us. But apparently this guy has been around for a little bit, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing a lot more of these guys as well. Someone that has been around, Tommy Swade. Uh, he was under WWE developmental contract at some point. Uh, he w he went yeah. against uh, supremely great uh, SLG and defeated him successfully. Yeah. Uh, we also any other notes or? Nah, I'm just I'm trying to keep up with you, dude. <laughs> I, I'm terrible at at these segments. Uh, we also had. Uh, Bandito taking on Janela, Joey Janela. Yeah, Zebra Kid actually, I guess, making his uh, return after being, I guess, leaving WXW. Yeah, after losing a loser leaves town match or something. Yeah, but you know the rules don't apply. Uh, yeah, really, they don't. They don't apply. Rules to don't Joey apply Janela. to. Yeah, the Zebra Kid does as he pleases, and during I, this match, I do like how he hit the repeating fist drops. Yeah. Bandito. I was a big fan. There was a spot where Bandito Jr. went for a suicide dive to the outside, and uh, Zebra Kid just nailed him with a forearm. Just he uh, Bandito Jr. ate that forearm. It looked great, and the fans loved it. The fans were so hot during this match, especially for the Zebra Kid, which was kind of surprising because Zebra Kid he's a heel. He's always portrayed that heel, uh, not signing autographs, insulting the crowd. But they really were excited for his return. Um, yeah, did I say Bandito won? Yes, I don't know. But Bandito Jr. did pick up the victory. We also had a Lucha Libre scramble where we saw Kyle Brad taking on Jay Busta, Mark Maverick, Black G's. Yes, and Eric Alvarado and Donovan Dijak. There was actually a point where Donovan Dijak is this huge, very tall wrestler. They all took him out with a three-way drop kick. Yeah, three-man drop kick, which I don't know if I've ever seen that done before. And I gotta say, this Dijak wrestler, I'm kind of interested in seeing a lot more of. He definitely yeah. has the the looks impressive. of a, yeah the looks of a pro wrestler. And Kyle Brad hit a giant yakuza kick. Always, always such a great yakuza kick. I heard he's taking you under his wing. To I'm you actually that taking him under my no wing shit. and teaching him. Wow. Yes, because my big boot, no matter where I hit, is really great. Now, is that uh, something that you picked up from Rocky Johnson? Or no, 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 I've been big booting people since I learned from watching test matches on okay. television from the late to early, or late 99, yeah, yeah, early yeah. 2000s. Very interesting. So thank you, Tess, for teaching me how to kick. Very interesting. Uh, we also had the main event, right? Uh, did we mention the TV title match? Yes, we did. Yes, so then we had the main event, which we saw Team Daniels taking on Team Anawahi in the 10-man tag match. And Team Daniels consisted of AC Anderson, Eric Kobe, uh, Kobian, Havoc, Mustafa Aziz, and Homicide. That is right, the Homicide. Uh, and they were alongside with Doc Daniels and the bald guy. Uh, and then they took on Team Anawahi, which was Afa, Samu, Lance, L.A. Smooth, and Afa Jr., who was also known as Ma Manu. Manu. In WWE, of course, he was with Legacy and that Randy Orton, Teddy. And unfortunately, they got oh, rid of him before they could even realize how much they had with him. Yeah. And let's, before we, well, yeah, we're going to start off. Let's just say Lance 
really killer drop kick. Yeah, they, I mean, he really has one of the best drop kicks in the business. And if you haven't seen a drop kick of Lance on Oahe, uh, search, on, search him up on YouTube. And if not, please do not despair. You will be seeing him on WWE television at some point in the future. Because there's no way this guy is not going to get signed. Uh, there was a huge, yeah, a huge, yeah, standing ovation for uh, Afa. Yeah, honestly, it was the loudest crowd that I've heard. Just for the fact that it was a small uh, contained arena, yeah, yeah. It was a small venue. Just the the how loud it was. It was just something else, and every single fan was on their uh, feet, paying respect for Alpha and Samu and the rest of the family. Yes, and this was Alpha's last match. Yes, Lance. Uh, what a great match to be in with your son, your grand, your sons. Yeah. And your grandson. It was such an amazing send-off. It was truly truly an honor to uh, see it. Yeah. Um, there was a ton of spots during this match. There was that uh, the, the from headbutts to splashes. Yeah. Uh, I know after after the match even, there was like a five-way headbutt from all five Samoans to Doc Daniels. Yes. Uh, we also saw a huge uh, running Samoan hit from uh, Samu into the corner, which was nasty. Afa Jr., I got to praise a ton. I know you as well. Maybe, Manu, that's, maybe uh, that's why they say shades of their daddy. Interesting. Did Rikishi, when he was in the head shrinkers, do that? I think he may have. Huh. But it's kind of weird that they would make reference of Rikishi in the head shrinkers. I mean, um, it is. It's still their daddy, right? Yeah. It's still their father. That is interesting. That's uh, that we, got, we may have to watch. Uh, yeah, match I gotta go. Head Shrinkers versus Steiner Brothers. Can't even United. do that. I don't have the network. We'll find it. <laughs> um, but Alpha Junior, holy crap! This guy was pretty awesome in this match. And yeah, like you said earlier, it's a damn shame WWE released him. His freaking chops echoed throughout the entire uh, arena. That shit was loud as hell. I would never want to be caught with that across the chest. Um, yeah, so, and that was it. The team in picked up the victory. Lance finished. With uh, a splash. Yeah, nailed Havoc with a splash from the turnbuckle. And that was it. They sent the home, the crowd home happy. Afa got on the mic, did a little fa uh, farewell speech, thanking everybody involved, thanking his grandson Lance. Uh, Lance uh, was the one that gave him a call to have him come in uh, because he wanted to wrestle that was alongside so him. It really when was. When he said, when he was like, I didn't get a phone call from one of my sons. I got a, a, a call from my grandson. Yeah. And that's what made him do it. And you really, like after talking to them and seeing them in the ring, you really do see the sense of family and tradition that the Samoan dynasty truly does have, especially the, like the Anuahi family. And it's, it's really, it's just really something nice to see, to see a family like that in the wrestling business sticking together and, uh, being a strong unit. Yeah. I'm and, like, I'm like the McMahons who fight. Yeah. <laughs> and plus the Anuahis being like opening, uh, the doors for so many other wrestlers and especially into, I guess their family. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers that refer to Afa as pop. Yeah. I think this is something you don't get all that much elsewhere unless you're wrestling at the uh, Heart Dungeon. But I just, don't even know if they called them. I know. I don't really don't think they did. It was just 
it was awesome stuff. And like I said, it was an honor for me to be there. I'm sure. An honor for me there too, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely an honor to be there and witness Afa in his uh, final match. Yeah, even Afa in any match because I've never seen Afa wrestle live. I would never in a million years think yeah. I would see that. I, so. I never thought I would. I never even thought I would see Samu wrestle. Yeah, absolutely, same I mean, thing. This guy is someone that I grew up watching the Head Shrinkers. And I was always actually a... I, was, I never hated the Head Shrinkers. Even though they were a heel... I think maybe because they were with Captain Lou Albano, but I never, uh, I never disliked them. Uh, and they were with Alpha for a little bit, but I never disliked them. I was always a fan of whatever they brought to the table because it was different and it was weird. And I like, I mean, yeah, I like independent professional wrestling because they allow me to see these people that I would never see wrestle normally. And I just really like having that list that I could cross off or that I could say, yeah, I've seen Afa wrestle live or yeah, I've yeah. seen Samu. And like when we were standing next to Samu, he, I never expected him to be that tall. Yeah, he is. He's, tall. Uh, he's, it's listed that he's 6'4". I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little bit taller than that though, because it's, it's pretty much standing next to a boulder. Well, I mean, as King Mega mentioned last week, you're not the tallest Play on in the box. Well, he made you look pretty small, too. No, he made me look pretty big. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he said I need Weight Watchers. Not Mega. Oh, I thought, you meant Sa- I thought you meant Mega. Samu. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think, I, I'm not taller than yeah, you. I'm not that I'm much saying. taller I'm than you. I'm only 5'6". 5'6"? Five, five, yeah, 5'6". Five, You're six, definitely but, taller than that. I'm 5'9". Uh, I'm not going to cave, babe. I'm five six. No, but even, I think you're taller than that. But it, but anybody standing next to Samu is, is going to be... Right now, Brent is playing with a. Is getting. He's playing with a. I'm sure he doesn't want me to tell you, but he's playing with care. a pen through his beard right now. Yeah, that's hooked. what people with beards can do. Not everybody besides you and Captain Lou Albano play with their beard. People that kind do of that. Manner. You ever see somebody stick ten thousand toothpicks in their beard? That's true. I guess it's more than that. Yeah. Snitsky's up there in height with with Samu. He's pretty tall. You can check them out for yourself. WXWC4 returns the act to action in Reading, Pennsylvania. Born to Ride. Uh, you do not want to miss this. You yeah, can get April twenty seventh. Yes, April twenty seventh. You can get your tickets by calling 610-916-7777 or going to WXWC4.com. And I believe this is at the classic Harley Davidson. Uh, right there, nine in Leeport, Pennsylvania. Yes, that is correct. Nine eighty three James Drive. Uh, go check it out. Also, they announced on May thirty first they're going to be having an event that's going to be featuring Carlito, Tommy Dreamer, Gene Snitsky, and none other than hey, yo. Scott Hall himself. That's right, the bad guy. Yeah, it's taking place May thirty first in Sanbury. Pennsylvania, Sunbury, Sunbury, sorry, and a uh, little help from our friend yes, Mac. Yes, because we cannot pronounce this. Shy Calamity Showdown. I don't know if that was any better Shy for you guys. Shy Showdown, that is right. The Shy Calamity we'll Showdown. Lance. We'll have to ask It's Lance. going to be at the Shy High School, and we hope that we're saying that correctly, but Shy High School, but regardless, that is one. You should check out WXWC4.com. Guys, ever since we started covering more and more of TNA, TNA, we've lost 
people commenting on our shows. Yes, not as many people are commenting on the shows. We used to have 8, 9, 10, 11, 50. But now we are only getting 2 to 4. Uh, we, we even scared away Big E. Um, don't know what's going on with Big E. Maybe, did you break his heart or something? No. Okay, I doubt that. That sounded like you were not sincere. But... <laughs> To replace, speaking of heart, yes. To, uh, speaking of heart, to replace our Impact Wrestling talk right now, Brandon is going to flip open through the American Heart Association cookbook and just find a random, uh, random recipe and just yes. read you the recipe. So if you want to get your needed materials, ingredients, and you can cook along with Brandon as we speak. Yes, and, and uh, what is it going to be that we will be cooking today? Let's see, we have... Something good, something good. Oh, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> something good, something good. American, American. Let's Let's go to Annette's Dutch Cabbage Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, Annette is going to teach us how to make some Dutch Cabbage Rolls. Alright, let's see what Annette has down. You need one large head of cabbage, two cups of water, one pound lean ground chuck, one cup quick cooking rice raw, Monday night raw. You need one egg, which is optional, which I don't see how egg could be optional. Yeah, isn't thing. that like a necessary thing? You need two tablespoons of chopped onion, one uh, half, I'm sorry, half teaspoon of salt. I guess the less the better, just need a little pinch for flavoring. You need one 16-ounce can of sauerkraut drained. Yes. One of the best to, things you could eat for yourself is sauerkraut. Have to drain that. Uh, one 8-ounce can of tomato sauce, which is also optional. Um, should we go ahead and read how it's done? Uh, would you like to? I mean, this is... I'll give you the honors here. Well, I, <laughs> I don't want to take away from you. I mean, this is marking out 161, so I mean, I don't want to take the shine away from you. So I'll read it then. Um, We're up there right at the top. Remove the core from the cabbage head and pull off about a dozen of the large outer leaves for stuffing. Rinse in cold water. <laughs> Cut the heavy step from the base of each cabbage leaf and place leaves <laughs> two cups. Dude, I can't get through this. Of boiling water to soften. Cover pan and turn off heat to let leaves steam while preparing the stuffing. Meanwhile, prepare the stuffing. <laughs> Mix ground beef, rice, egg, optional, chopped onion, and salt in mixing bowl. Carefully remove cabbage leaves from the pot and put sauerkraut into the same water for a few minutes while stuffing the cabbage leaves. Place a heaping tablespoon of beef mixture in the center of each cabbage, cabbage leaf. <laughs> cabbage leaf. Listen, if you ask me, the egg and the tomato sauce definitely go with the egg and tomato sauce. Fold over half a leaf. Tuck in both sides. Roll up that fatty for this pimp daddy. Enclosing the mixture and secure the rolled leaf with the toothpick. With the toothpick. Remove the sauerkraut from the hot water and place in a single layer in the bottom of a two-quart casserole. Place each roll folded side down on the bed of the sauerkraut. No other place. It has to be on the bed of the sauerkraut. Pour in tomato sauce if desired. Cover with a tight-fitting lid 
and cook over low heat for one hour or until the cabbage rolls are firm. This is about yielding eight servings, approximately like uh, 190,000 million calories. No, it's um, very healthy for you as it comes from the American Heart Association cookbook. And uh, we hope you enjoyed Annette's Dutch cabbage roll. Yes, and if you if you cook. do try to cook this, please take a picture of it and send it, tweet it to us. Um, I am interested to see if anybody could actually make something similar to whatever we just described because I don't even really know what we described in that. You don't know what stuffed cabbage is? Oh, I'd love to. Oh, you know what? It works out with, <laughs> with St. Patty's Day coming up. Uh, well, stuffed it works cabbage. Out. Do they do stuffed cabbage? I don't think so. Uh, cabbage and corned beef. Yeah, that's I mean, not you could stuffed do some cabbage. stuffed cabbage. But Dave, stuffed cabbage is amazing. Oh no! No, I don't. But news. I do have some outside the ring news. I didn't even ask you, so you're so full of yourself. I am. I am. I am. Uh, Billy Robinson unfortunately passed away. Yes. Uh, pro wrestling, I guess. Uh, legend. legend. Yeah. Yes. Trained many wrestlers. Trained many people. Um, unfortunately, he passed. Uh, passed away. Um, Brooke Tessmacher may be done with TNA, maybe finished. Um, Hopefully Robbie E follows. Yeah, right? I actually had a dream that Robbie E was like, in, actually the truth came out and he was in his 60s. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't he's put the, it... He's the, so, uh, what is it? Paulie D. Situation of TNA. Yeah, Paulie D's I think is the oldest. He's like 36. Situation looks like he's 75. Well, yeah. Um... Also, Buck Zumoff of AWA fame, he was found guilty of six counts first-degree criminal sexual conduct and six counts of third-degree uh, sexual conduct for molesting his daughter. Uh, Buck Zumoff, you get a big F-U, buddy. So, yes, we do not condone criminal acts of any sort on marking out. So, yeah, bad. Um, ACH of Ring of Honor has a WWE tryout coming up. Um, he's going to be joining alongside Kevin Steen, uh, Kevin Steen and Roderick Strong. I just don't see Kevin Steen making it. I, I don't know. I do, but I'm very open to seeing what they would do with it. Um, um, did we mention Drake Younger? Uh, yes, I was about to, well, no, we have not, <laughs> but I was about to. Uh, Drake Younger... Uh, C, uh, former CCW champion. Yes, CCW. Um, yes, he actually just signed a WWE contract. And that's official, 100% official that we're reporting here on Marking Out episode 161, where you can follow me on Twitter at BTDG161. Yes, this is official. This is exclusive, too. Nobody else is breaking this news to you. <laughs> um, and if they, if they are, then just forget that they told you, and we told you first. But yeah, Drake Younger signed a contract with WWE. He will be going down to developmental. And we will be seeing, I'm sure, as we said, a ton more of signings upcoming within the next few months. Um, I guess, want to get on with the show? Well, what? I thought you had some WrestleMania news there. Yeah, I figured you didn't want to talk about it. But Big, Big E Langston is rumored to be in a match against Cesaro versus... Swagger, a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship at Where, WrestleMania. I swear to God, if that happens and Antonio Cesaro doesn't leave WrestleMania champion, I will be so pissed. Imagine a, a two-man uh, big swing. We've, have we never seen that? I, I don't know. I feel like we have, but that would be pretty... we've seen that. That would be interesting again. Obviously, it would be Swagger underneath Langston. Why is that... Because Biggie Langston's like four foot six. That's true. 
Uh, yeah, so that's all the outside the ring news that we have for you today. Do you Which, have any? No, but I guess it just leaves me with one question, Dave. Yes. Do you have any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. This Monday Night Raw, we had a bunch of people promoting us via, is it via or via? Via. I say via, some people say via. Yeah, on Twitter, throughout Monday Night Raw. Uh, to show our appreciation, we will well, I will keep on giving you shameless plugs to everyone and we'll be giving you a, a tweet thanking you during Monday Night Raw. Um, so go follow and thank you to Albert at 3D Dude Rules, Allie at the Alley Cat 1122, Justin at Awesome256, Angela at Angela underscore Maria95, Rohit RK at Rohit CR2K. Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter, Eric at Montreal Broski, Victor at Red Anderson, PBP, Devin at Drew Machine, Jobber Nation Radio once again at Jobber Nation. We also have Ben at Steel Spurs uh, 3, Frank at WWE Bosco, Charlie at Tigger Charlie, B B at NYWC underscore sign guy, Al Bizarro at Bizarro Will, Sinner at Sin 40, and we also have at CWS, CW Sumner 51, Braden at ND for Life 12, Mr. Number One himself at The Man The Plan, and last but not least, Team Awesome 418. Go check them out on Twitter and continue to check them out on Facebook. Keep updated with them for the best pro wrestling Facebook group out there. Uh, that's facebook.com slash Team Awesome 419. Also, while you're checking out some of these shameless plugs, go check out Rick in, uh, Rick in Wrestling. Uh, online wrestling show for the thinking man. You can go check him out at youtube.com slash Rick in wrestling. It's like N. Like Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Brother. Yeah, I'm saying N. Dude, Jack. Rick N. Vitamins, N brother. Wrestling. It's probably a really shitty impression. And you can go follow him on Twitter at Violent Rick. And that's R I C. Uh, so go check him out on YouTube. Also, the last shameless plug goes to Neofumi Yamamoto. That is right. The man himself. He has taken on Tanahashi, Goto, and Brian Danielson. And I watched these matches, went back, and I was awed, shocked, surprised, and taken back by the strong style of wrestling that he uh, put forward and that I guess that he does possess. And it just makes me very saddened that the WWE doesn't use him to that kind of potential. Um, I do understand how difficult it may be to use a wrestler to that potential, but it is very unfortunate. Yeah. Especially when you finally see what someone does have to offer. Um, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. Yes, actually, thank you. I do. Uh, Sting gets the first shout-out because it was definitely showtime on Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden. He played uh, with Paul Simon, and it was such a good show. They sang one of the best versions of Bridge Over Troubled Water that I think I've ever heard. So 
Thank you, Sting. Thank you, Paul Simon. Uh, the second shout-out goes to New York Pizza. Anyone who says their pizza is better than New York's pizza has never, ever tried this New York pizza. So, Chicago fans that argued with me on Monday Night Raw, during Monday Night Raw, uh, New York pizza trumps all. And the last shout-out goes to Billy Eichner. Uh, he's a comedian. He's funny. And an actor. And his show, Billy on the Streets. Uh, Billy on the Street returns on Fuse with its third season on March 12th. Everyone should check it out because he is hilarious. Now, I guess it's time for out this week because I was just full of energy. I finally got my hands on XS Energy and holy shit, this gives you a bolt. Not only does it give you energy, but there's no sugar involved at all. It is such a, what a rush. Gives you such a rush. You got to get your own XS Energy to try it yourselves. It blows Red Bull NOS, all that other monster energy. No, it's all about XS energy. Go get yours at mway.com slash mother nature son. You got to try this. You can also go tweet at mother nature son. Um, you got to. Don't pass up this opportunity. And folks, let me just say that all of Saturday. And it's mommy. It's at mommy nature son. Uh, all Saturday, David was drinking that energy drink, just going around the room, going around the car. What a rush! What a rush! Over and over again. Over and over. So I like, and the the, the great thing about it is that it's caffeine free, and they have so many different flavors. I I I ended up buying uh, five cases of them, five hundred cases of them. I mean, yes, five hundred fucking cases of XS energy drink. <laughs> Make sure that you buy your own, because I'm not sharing with any of you. And that is the podcast. That is right. Marking out 161 has finally came to an end. Come to an, comes to an end. It's yeah. It's over. It came to an end. It's done. You could follow us <laughs> I wasn't on even Twitter. Gonna say anything. I was just at like, marking out. You could follow me on Twitter at bttg161. You could follow Dave at, on Twitter, Dave the Rave underscore mo. Um, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. You can go, go get your own YouTube. cookbooks, um, and do some, uh, cooking. Oh, actually, since it is marking out 161 and I am here with you just cut me B off. to the G, <laughs> B to the G, <laughs> so you didn't 161, we were talking. um, I would like to give you a little gift. Okay. So yes, a gift. So here's your gift. Open it up on air. What the fuck, dude? Actually, Brandon found the gift earlier because he sat on it and it was underneath the pillow and he thought it was a tampon. I don't know why he thought it was a tampon. Just look how it's wrapped, dude. What the fuck? Who wraps stuff like this? Dude, it's one piece school? of tape. You really struggle with one piece of tape? This is what you give me, man? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, dude. There's not... You see, first this is all, the appreciation that I get. First of all... <laughs> 
There's no fucking battery in here. No, I can feel it already. No appreciation. Second of all, there should have been a juicy drop pop. This is, I have a box of these. Why do I need this? Now you have one more. No, screw you. This is your gift that you're taking back. I do not accept this. I'm sorry. I you, gave no, you a gift already. No, this I is, gave you a gift. Nope, that's yep, your... I gave you a gift. You didn't... No. Can no. you please describe what the gift is? It's not me describing it. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It's a, a mini flashlight from my bar mitzvah that says bar Brandon on it. Why do I need that? I already Why have a I box of them. I have a That's flashlight. very fucked up of you to no, say. No, I'm giving it to you because I no. figured you need it more than I do. I have it. I have much, much, much flashlights that I have. <laughs> Many flashlights. I don't need that one. You're taking that back. It was very rude for you to have even brought that up and given that to me. But I guess that was our show this week. And you episode. have no appreciation for anything. No, I appreciate it. But I appreciate the fact that I have 17,000 of them in the box. Did you thank you? That's not something I'm no, going to you thank you for because you gave me something you and, didn't say thank and made you. a mockery of my bar mitzvah. It was a thought that counts. No, it wasn't. If it, it was something It would thoughtful. have been even more no. thoughtful if it was Sonny from your bar no. mitzvah. A, you're never getting Sonny. Sonny is Chris's. Yeah, of course. You don't deserve Chris's gift. Yeah, of course not. You do not. not. Right. Even though it was my birthday and you promised it to me and then boom, um, gave it away. So promise as in you say that I told you something, which you did. probably didn't happen. No, you promised We all me. know Brandon lies no. very fluently. No, and very, very fluently. Often. I'm very in line, yes, you, which is me. You are. No, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I know what I said. You know what you said. You know do for I? a fact. Yes, you do know that you said that you can give me that for my birthday. So where's my thank you? I'm not giving you a thank you, you because you gave I me gave something. You a gift. No, you it's not a gift. I wrapped no. that shit. I wrapped it. You could wrap whatever, whatever you want to wrap. That's not a gift. If it's something I already have from my bar mitzvah, it's not a but gift. You don't already you're giving have something this that one. you got from my bar mitzvah. You you're taking it back one. and trying you do not to not get have this one. Yes, because all of mine have, have a fucking one. battery in it. No, all of my flashlights work. One down and you'd see if it works. I don't want you to bring a flashlight. All of mine work. All of mine work. Yeah. All right. We have a, a eyewitness over here. What would you think if you got this gift in the mail? I wouldn't like it. Bam roasted, so screw but you, David. To not to defend Brandon, because I don't like defending Brandon, or <laughs> BTTG. 161, you can follow me on Twitter. You did offer him Sonny for his birthday. Bam oh, roasted bullshit. even more! Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. You thought he was going to be on your that's side. That's the last time that Zach is ever on the podcast. So screw <laughs> you. We wish you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors. And you're never getting a sunny action figure ever again. Have I never had it in the first place? Good, that's Great. How it's gonna be. It's never gonna be like that. No, that's we. exactly how it's gonna be. I fucked myself. 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 He fucked himself.